I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 85, verses 8 through 13. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his faithful, to those who turn to him in their hearts. Surely his salvation is at hand for those who fear him, that his glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness will meet. Righteousness and peace will kiss each other. Faithfulness will spring up from the ground, and righteousness will look down from the sky. The Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him, and will make a path for his steps. First Kings chapter 18, verses 1 through, 6, 1 through 16. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah, in the third year of the drought, saying, Go, present yourself to Ahab, I will send rain on the earth. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. The famine was severe in Samaria. Ahab summoned Obadiah, who was in charge of the palace. Now Obadiah revered the Lord greatly. When Jezebel was killing off the prophets of the Lord, Obadiah took a hundred prophets, hid them fifty to a cave, and provided them with bread and water. Then Ahab said to Obadiah, Go through all the land to the springs of water and to all the wadis. Perhaps we may find grass to keep the horses and mules alive and not lose some of the animals. So they divided the land between them to pass through it. Ahab went in one direction by himself, and Obadiah went in another direction by himself. As Obadiah was on the way, Elijah met him. Obadiah recognized him, fell on his face, and said, Is it you, my lord Elijah? He answered him, It is I. Go, tell your lord that Elijah is here. And he said, How have I sinned that you would hand your servant over to Ahab to kill me? As the Lord your God lives, there is no nation or kingdom to which my Lord is not sent to seek you. And when they would say he is not here, he would require an oath of the kingdom or nation that they had not found you. But now you say, Go, tell your Lord that Elijah is here. As soon as I have gone from you, the Spirit of the Lord will carry you to I know not where. So when I come and and tell Ahab he cannot find you, he will kill me. Although I, your servant, have revered the Lord from my, from my youth, has not been that my Lord, that has it not been told that my Lord, told my Lord what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord, how I hid a hundred of the Lord's prophets fifty to a cave and provided them with bread and water. Yet now you say, go tell your Lord that Elijah is here; he will surely kill me. Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives. Before whom I stand, I will surely show myself to him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Acts chapter 17, verses 10 through 15. 
That very night, the believers sent Paul and Silas off to Berea. When they arrived, they went to the Jewish synagogue. These Jews were more receptive than those in Thessalonica, for they welcomed the message very eagerly and examined the scriptures every day to see whether these things were so. Many of them were therefore believed. Many of them therefore believed, including not a few Greek women and men of high standing. But when the Jews of Thessalonica learned that the word of God had been proclaimed by Paul and Berea as well, they came there too to stir up and incite the crowds. Then the believers immediately sent Paul away to the coast, but Silas and Timothy remained behind. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens, and after receiving instructions to have Silas and Timothy join him as soon as possible, they left him. Good morning and welcome to the 10th Thursday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 85, 1 Kings 18, and Acts 17. Uh, the theme for this morning um, is is hiding and, and, and um, running off and kind of in fear. Um, and there's varying you know, examples of this in the readings. Um, in the passage from 1 Kings, um, there's a story about uh, Obadiah and um, hiding the prophets in caves um, uh, to protect them from Jezebel, who was on a rampage. Um, and Elijah, you know, challenges him. Or I don't think Elijah intends to, but... Um, Elijah tells him, go tell the king I'm here. And Obadiah's like, wait, what? Like, we just, you know, went through this whole rigmarole to, to hide people, and now you're just going to kind of put yourself before him. And then in the readings, reading from Acts, uh, something similar happens. Um, they come from Thessalonica and go to Berea, and the people from Thessalonica follow them to Berea and... Um, the people of Berea who liked the message hide um, Paul and let Timothy and Silas uh, stay. Um, and that's kind of counterintuitive to uh, military communities and personnel. Um, retreat is a bad word. Um, we can't even say it in infantry companies. Instead of retreat, we say break contact. Um, and so on as I've thought about like how to um, help the church think better about Christian soldiers um, and organizing Christian soldiers to think in, in ways that are more honest to our tradition and inclusive to what they bring to the church. I thought, you know, well, I can't have a retreat. I can't, you know, host a bunch of Christian soldiers and call it a retreat. I'll have to call it a break contact. Um, but it, it's, it, it works against everything that we're taught in the military, um, certainly in infantry units, um, to, to hide, um, unless it's an ambush and we're hiding to kind of wait to attack. And we don't get that in these two passages, and I don't think that, that, that our tradition is, is into that kind of thing. Um, but sometimes, um, you call it what you will, but sometimes... We do need to break contact from the world um, to separate ourselves, to reflect, to recharge, to um, heal, 
quite often. And so um, I think that's an important lesson to learn. It may not be hiding from danger, um, but we do need to stop and take breaks. Um, and sometimes we forget that. I know I, I do. Um, and I, I don't think I'm OCD, but there's, there's, I'm very passionate about what I do and I like what I do. And so sometimes I forget that even though I like it, it, it's, it doesn't allow me to rest, um, that I need to take breaks from it. Um, and Jesus did this, you know, a handful of times. Um, every so often, once he kind of got to some kind of tipping point, uh, if the crowds were too much, if the apostles were being idiots, he would go off into the wilderness and reflect and rest and fast. Um, and fasting doesn't seem like a break, but um, it, it can be to kind of shake you out of your, your habits, your routines, um, and actually focus on uh, reflecting and recharging and, and healing. Um, because that too takes energy, a different kind of energy, but um, it's something that we should work into our normal routines, this, this unroutine, breaking contact from um, our normal patterns um, for a set amount of time to um, kind of refresh our mind and look back on um, you know, where we're at and where we need to go. Um, we don't need to call it a retreat if we don't want to. Um, but it's something that Jesus clearly uh, gives us an example of in his life. And the readings this morning show um, that there's, it's not always for danger that we break contact, um, but sometimes it can be a strategic move to, to uh, take a, a tactical pause and um, regain some situational and personal awareness and um, then re-enter the fray and our routines and our, our, our regular lives with a little bit of perspective and a little bit of um, uh, rest um, and healing. So the, the, these passages don't speak to that, but I certainly thought of you know, breaking contact or retreating um, and what it means you know, when we go on quote-unquote retreats um, and the purpose of them you know, they're, they're not normal. We don't do them, um, you know, every day or every week. It's something, or maybe we do, I don't know, maybe it's a good amount of time. Um, but I think it's important um, to to um, commit to times of rest and, and um, breaking contact. kind of like that now that I think about it. Breaking contact with our, our regular ways. Um... So the, uh, as you can tell in the readings, there's, I'm still trying to find my process here um, in Walkersville. Um, so I continue to appreciate your listenership and um, really enjoy uh, being able to read the scriptures and reflect on them. Um, and hopefully it's provided some value to you. If, um, if it's something that you appreciate as well, uh, I hope you'll consider either supporting um, the podcast on anchor.fm um, or call in and, and co-host. Um, uh, Chris Chavez uh, is doing that every Monday. Uh, he'll be reading the scripture every Monday morning. Um, and if you'd like to do so regularly, if you just want to do it once, 
um, reach out to me, find me on social media, and let me know, and we'll, we'll make that happen. A prayer for the good use of leisure from the Book of Common Prayer. O oh God, in the course of this busy life, give us times of refreshment and peace and grant that we may so use our leisure to rebuild our bodies and renew our minds, that our spirits may be open to the goodness of your creation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.